I think in the back of my mind, I knew, I knew something was wrong. I had the worst bruising growing up. I mean, and I've, I've heard beds, other beds folks say this, but that like, oh, they thought my parents abused me because I had so many bruises. And I did. I had so many bruises. And I'm also very, very, your blog is the translucent one, I know. And I very translucent skin. Like you can, you know, you can see my veins. And um, I just feel like that makes the bruises show up even more than maybe they would on somebody that's a little bit darker skinned. My lung randomly collapsed and I was like, what the heck is this? Like, I didn't even know it was possible for your lung collapse. It took me like a whole week to figure out what was happening. And I like full on panic because the first thought that ran into my mind is like, my brother died from an aortic dissection and I'm 21 having a lung collapse. Like this is not normal. So when that happened, the doctor came out and she told me I've never had a case like this in my life. I've never experienced anything like this before. And when she said that, I told my husband, I said, it has to be VEDS because I know um, uterine rupture is one of the things. And even though this was kind of like a mechanic rupture, how it tore when she cut um, with her saying it's not normal. She's never seen this before. I told my husband, I need to know. Unfortunately, it was after my son Hunter passed away is how we diagnosed me. The autopsy that we got back was he had an aortic dissection. The official diagnosis came because my sister was diagnosed um, with VEDS um, shortly after um, passing away, after having a child, and she tested positive, and so they... um, tested our immediate family and I tested positive as well, which at the time wasn't a very big surprise, but um, the official diagnosis came after my sister tested positive. I have to be ready to go to the ER and I have to know, I know the difference to the pain I get versus the time I had a perforation. So I had that at least. Um, But it just, it really is troubling to where I know that I have to search everywhere around me, wherever I go. The, the see the best look the hospital in the area you know it wasn't until the the third visit to the er that they saw that the renal artery dissection had progressed into the had, had kind of run into the aorta and had caused an aortic dissection and then i was in the icu but what they found was that um that basically i had like um the part of my bowel had already like perforated and um uh, that tissue was already like pretty much like necrotic or dying basically at that point it was dead some of it and so they ended up having to um, you know, do full surgery. They ended up removing like 15 centimeters of my, of my ileum. They took him back. I went to the car because of COVID. I couldn't really be in many places in the hospital. And so I just got into my car and I prayed really hard because I wasn't entirely sure what they were doing to him. I just knew that they were trying to fix whatever was broken. Um, and it was a dissection. The time for me to, for me to get checked in anywhere, for me to understand, like, hey, I know you can't see what's going on, but I know what's going on. Like, I, I need an MRI or a CAT scan. I need you to do something now, not have me sitting here for four hours in somewhat pain. You know, I also want to reassure people. I know we have a lot of new people in our beds community, and it can be scary those early days, especially, you know, I really wanted to put my child in a bubble. <laughs> he was two when he was diagnosed. And um we had to have a lot of hard conversations with our medical team, which I would encourage everyone to, to get expert input um, and then to really talk to your family and make the right decision for 
your unique situation? My advice would just be to keep fighting because nobody knows your body better than you do. If you know something's wrong, and and I can say this as a nurse too, like nobody's going to fight for you. You have to fight for yourself. Yeah, we're, we're super excited to have something that potentially could change, you know, the course of events, you know, and, and just might have some major impact and give us a better quality of life, you know, and maybe a longer life, right? Hey everyone, this is Katie, your host, and I cannot wait to welcome you back to season four of Staying Connected. It will start on September 17th and it will be available on all major podcast players, translucent1.blog, and on YouTube. See you soon.